You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Wow. Fellow adventurers, now there's some news in the GM's journal over the over, well yesterday. So here is the important piece. On the 30th of July, the Lakeshore Tavern, located on the western edge of Winterwire Lake, Sokodosa, has just opened its doors. The tavern may yet undergo a revision or two based on a review to be conducted by its owner the illustrious Sylvania. Some of the tavern's features and contents are new to Swift and similar to things included to be included the upcoming Arcanda and Zarthamore expansions. So we please report any issues slash glitches to me directly at gamemaster at swift.com. Be sure to explore the cavern's various nooks and take care while pursuing the options available to make certain you uncover all the exemplary establishment has to offer a weary adventurer. And there's been a lot of other game journal entries, but most of them have been about about the themes of our candor content, but we played that, so... That doesn't really tell us anything. You, I mean, the no, the way the score scoring happened changed a few times, and in one case went crazy high. But that that doesn't matter anymore now because that event is closed, and the prizes have been given out. Anyone know a prize up? Well, you just have to play the for the next time. There's an Oak and Stone Mask event because there will be one. They keep coming. Anyway, also, right now, I'm, I'm getting to this tavern while I'm on the way. The, the fan work contest is on, and it will continue to maybe the 19th of August, maybe a bit later. I'd like to hear things. I have more details in the previous episode on questions you could ask on the Swift Discord. Right, going to Winterwire Lake. Here we are. No, 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 not Winterwire Lake. The Lakeshore Tavern, which is on the shore of the lake, conveniently enough. Yes, and here we are. We're at this new player-owned tavern, tucked into a broad, forested hollow, snug against the western edge of Winterwire Lake. Lakeshore Tavern, owned and operated by famous adventurer Sylvania, boasts a well-earned reputation as a favourite haunt 
out among adventurers. The clean, well-cleaning establishment is housed in an imposing structure of rough-hewn timber and fissured stone blocks. Its steeply angled roof nearly even with the tops of surrounding hardwood giants. A large window set into the tavern's eastern side, directly above its front door, overlooks a well-tended garden that sprawls out to meet the sandy shore of the Great Lake. A towering monument to Varna stands in the forest clearing not far to the northeast. Alright, let's start with the monument. You're moving along a wide, well-trodden path that runs between a thick swath of forest separating the Lakeshore Tavern from a large, stony clearing. The clearing is the site of a towering monument honouring Sylvania, the illustrious adventurer and owner of Lakeshore Tavern. From here, you can just make out the very top of the monument, far above the tops of the distant trees. Well, make my way to the clearing. The far end of the broad, stony clearing, casting its long shadow over the uneven ground, stands a towering monument honouring the great adventurer Sylvania, a massive statue whose upper reaches attain a truly awe-inspiring height. Rows, rows of colourful flowers, including several rare, rare varieties of rows, surround the ornate stone base atop which the giant sculpture is perched. Well, approach the monument. Standing at the base of the monument, you gaze up the near-perfect sculpted likeness of one of the age's legendary adventurers, marvelling at the master craftsmanship employed to create such a magnificent and imposing landmark. Sylvania, her long, flowing hair entwined with the folds of the lengthy robe that reaches her boot-clad feet, scares up at the sky with a somewhat vacant expression, a plurathra of engraved stars of various sizes, each bordered by a band of silver metal adorn her robes. The master adventurer's right hand clutches a thick, closed tome, and her left hand grasps the hilt of a long sword his fearsome blade etched with arcane wounds. A sense of awe washes over you as you behold the monument, recalling the many heroic deeds for which Sylvania earned her fame. Alright, I can move away or examine an inscription at the base of the monument. The inscription carved along the bottom edge of one of the massive stone blocks supporting the towering statue seems to cryptically refer to a reward awaiting anyone able to scale the 150-foot monument. Glancing up at the dizzying heights to which the statue soars, you can consider the very notion of such a climb to border on madness. Madness, you say? Madness? No, this is Tysa. And still madness. Still madness, but I'm climbing anyway. Climbing the square base of the monument proves relatively simple. But for only a couple of minutes, you stand at the foot of the towering statue. Staring upwards, you carefully contemplate the perilous endeavour you are about to undertake. The dangerous ascent would be to dust over 150 feet. Begin the climb. Single-minded of purpose, you cast aside a small handful of nagging doubts and begin the daunting climb up the towering statue. Only 15 feet into the climb, you're already beginning to feel fatigued. The statue's smooth surface offers only scattered handholds, footholds and handholds, making every movement a struggle. Picking a number. Bonus of 60. 15 from agility, 15 from body, 10 from spirit, 20 from thievery. I've got to get 50, 60 or more, so I cannot fail. Pick now. 122 success. Struggling to maintain your grip on the statue's smooth, angular surface, you claw your way higher. 
resisting the nagging urge. Look down as you make the perilous ascent. I'm guessing all those stars provide quite a lot of handholds. Just over 30 feet above the base, you begin to move laterally across the front of the statue as you search for any nook or crevice that will allow you to pull yourself higher. Right, picking a number. Bonus of 60. Got to get 65. Pick now. 135. Success! Struggling to maintain your grip on the statue's smooth, angular surface, you claw your way higher, resisting the nagging urge to look down as you make the perilous ascent. You're almost 50 feet into your climb. A quick glance down. Something you squash yourself you wouldn't do reveals the dangerous spot you're in. Not certain you could even climb down from here, you press on, your hands seeking out the next hold as you continue your brazen ascent. Alright, same check again, but i got to get 70. Pick now. 87, success. Struggling to maintain your grip on the statue's smooth, angular surface, you claw your way higher, resisting the nagging urge to look down as you make the perilous ascent. At 60 feet, you begin to question question the wisdom of attempting to make the climb. Well, too late now. A fall from this height will almost certainly prove fatal. Something you try to push from your mind as you struggle to ward off your growing fatigue. What am I worrying about? I have the power of telekinesis. I could just levitate myself. Or I could get a or I could just get a, a big stone. A big squishy stone elemental to catch me. Or a water elemental. Or, or the shadows. The shadows could probably help. Because apparently shadows can do anything. But admittedly, you probably wouldn't put that in because that would be a lot of writing, coding. Kind of eliminate the stakes. Ultimately undeterred. Continue upwards. I don't know, maybe you don't get the prize if you use magic. Pick now, anyway. Got to get 75 or more. 70. Failure. Oh no, oh no, oh no, oh no, oh no. Suddenly, your heart skips a beat and a horrified gasp escapes your lips as you suddenly lose your grips and begin sliding off the statue. All right, pick your number. Bonus 60. 10, 10 from luck. 20 for agility. 10 from body. 20 for fevering. Got to get 75 or more or fall to my doom. Pick now. 112. <sighs> Success. A split second before you slip off the statue, your hands snag onto an angular outcropping, abruptly halting your slide. With great effort, you manage to pull yourself back onto the monument, thankful to have escaped the horrifying plunge into open space and death. After taking a few moments to compose yourself, you warily resume your climb. Picking a number, bonus 60, got to get 75, pick now. 87 success. Struggling to maintain your grip on the statue's smooth, angular surface, you claw your way higher, resisting the nagging urge to look down as you make the perilous ascent. Looking up, how daring to look down! You estimate you're halfway up the monument, perhaps close to 80 feet above its base. The calculation does little to use your mind. Hoping that your fingers hold out, you seek your next handhold while pausing to catch your breath and, and ease the burn in your muscles. Pick your number. Bonus 60. Got to get 75. Pick now. 133. Uh, that went fairly well. Struggling to maintain your grip on the statue's smooth, angular surface, you claw your way higher, resisting the nagging urge to look down as you make your perilous ascent. A quick glance Upward glance reveals you nearing the neck and shoulder region of the statue. Through the observations, it seems to only increase your tension, realising that the odd, precipitous angles of the sculpted stone won't provide you with any safe spot in which to rest. You press on, cursing under your breath, as your hand scours the smooth stone for its next, its next hold. Oh, if only she was wearing a brigadine! There'd be so many handholds. Oh, well. Picking a number. Bonus 60. Got to get 75. Pick now. 60 sign. Failure. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Suddenly, 
Your heart skips a beat, and a horrified gasp escapes your lips as you suddenly lose your grip and begin sliding off the statue, picking a number. Body, 60, luck, 10, agility, 10, 20. Body, 10, agility, 3, 20. Got to get 75 more. Pick now. 151. Success. A split second before you slip off the statue. Your hands snag on to an angular outcropping, abruptly halting your slide. With great effort, you manage to pull yourself back onto the monument, thankful to have escaped the horrifying plunge into open space. After taking a few moments to compose yourself, you warily resume your climb, picking a number, bonus of 60, 15 agility, 15 body, 10 spirit, 20 agility, 75 or more as before, pick now. 61, failure. Oh, really? You should have learned from the last time, Zoom. Suddenly. Okay. That's the same. Your heart skips a beat and half our gasp escapes your lips as you suddenly lose grip and begin sliding off the statue. Pick number. Bonus 60. Gonna get 75 or more. Falls to my doom. Pick now. 96. Success. A split second before you slip off the statue. Your hands snag onto an angular outcropping. Abruptly halting your slide. Oh, my hands. There's gonna be so many cuts on them. Good job I know restoration. With great with great effort, you pull yourself onto the monument, thankful to have escaped the horrifying plunge into open space. Now, actually, I'm probably wearing gloves. Probably not my regular gloves, because I don't think battle gauntlets offer much grip, but I don't know. I've never I've never I've never tried to climb I've never tried to climb a 150-foot-tall statue before, so I'm not exactly sure what equipment you should bring. Well, you probably should bring some sort of harness and rope and, you know, a safe, some anti-fall mechanism that works no matter what you do, even if you're unconscious. Probably someone to help out. Uh, maybe, like, put a load of... Put a great big pile of mattresses at the base. Something like that. But <laughs> apparently that's cheating. You won't get the price if you did all that stuff. Alright. After taking a few moments to compose yourself, you warily resume your climb. Same trick again. Pick now. 61. Failure. Keep failing, Zoop. What's your problem? Alright. Well, I'm falling to my death again. Well, third time's a charm for gravity, apparently. Or maybe for me. Alright, bonus 60, success 75, pick now. 81, success. Ooh, that was close. A split second before you slip off the statue, your hands snag onto an angular outcropping, abruptly halting your slide. With great effort, you pull yourself back onto the monument. Thankful to escape the horrifying plunge into open space. Okay. Climbing check again. Pick now. 150. Finally! I've been stuck around this area for about 15 minutes. Hope no one's watching. Just, well, unless that person happens to be skilled in telekinesis. And can you know, just p catch me. Or other magical disciplines. Maybe they could like... Put a gate just where I start falling. Put the other end. Uh, put the other end on top of a nice soft pile of leaves. So that I either want no one watching or someone who's really skilled in magic watching. No, no, nothing in the middle. Struggling to retain your grip on the statue's smooth, angular surface, you claw your way higher, resisting the nagging urge to look down as you make the perilous ascent. Having just surpassed what you surmise to be the 100 foot mark of your climb, you can't cope but smile when you consider the reaction of anyone who might, at this very moment, be witnessing your daring ascent. Your movement is short-lived, however, as you, as you promptly refocus on the task at hand, a task that requires your full attention. Alright, pick your number, bonus 60, success 75, pick now. 141, success. Apparently I've learned some lessons from those repeated falls to my almost death and are now picking better handholds. Or maybe I'm just lucky. 
struggling to decay your grip on the statue's smooth, angular surface, you claw your way higher, resisting the nagging urge to look down as you make your perilous ascent. Or maybe I've just wiped off my really sweaty hands. Which were probably so sweaty I was slipping. Alright. Angle yourself around the base of the statue's neck, looking for a way to pull yourself up onto the side of the head, you whisk a downward glance. From this height, you can make out only the vaguest details of the monument's base and the ground far below. Vowing not to again look down, until you reach the top, you resume your climb. Same check again, pick now. 84, success. Close, but close only counts. Close only counts with horseshoes and tactical nuclear missiles. <laughs> so, yes. So anyway, uh, up I go, struggling to maintain your grip on the statue's smooth, angular surface. You claw your way higher, resisting the nagging urge to look down as you make the perilous ascent. Gasping, with sweat streaming down your face, you look up and realise within just a few feet of the top of the statue's head. I better have to climb down because I have no idea how to do it. I don't think I bought myself a little power glider. Maybe there's a zip wire out there. That'd be nice. Taking care not to let your elation temper your diligence, you return to concentrating on the task immediately at hand. The safe completion of the last dozen feet of your climb. Picking a number. Bonus 60. Success 75. Pick now. 84. Success. Struggling to maintain your grip on the statue's smooth, angular surface. Claw your way higher. Resisting the nagging urge to look down as you make the perilous ascent. 64 experience to general. I don't know if that's enough, but... XP is XP. Bathed in sweat, with your limbs aching, you haul yourself over an, over an angled head of, edge of the statue's head and come to west atop Sylvania's monument. After lying on your back for nearly a minute... And staring up at the skies, you recover from the arduous climb, return to your feet, and survey the impressive view afforded afforded by the lofty by the lofty vantage. A good job she wasn't wearing a pickle harbour or something like that, because there would there would be no flat space to land on. What other hats would be bad? Bad for sitting on. Hmm, probably a fez. A fez would be a really good, good hat for standing on the top of. What's a bad? Well, a dunce's cap. Yeah, that would be the worst. That would be the worst hat for someone to wear if you wanted to safely rest on the top. Also, it'd probably be really pointy. So I'd have to, like, bring out some sort of padding so I could actually sit at the top. Otherwise, you know, I'd be impaled through the bum. That wouldn't be nice. So, don't, so if you're going to make yourself into a giant statue here, don't wear a dunce's hat. Not only do you look silly, but you're making things really hard for the people who are inevitably going to climb to the top of you. Don't wear a dunce's hat. Wear a fez. Fez is a nice flat base. And fezes are cool. I mean, that's what the 11th Doctor says, and he saved the universe about 20 times. From your perch atop the statue's head, just over 150 feet above the ground, you can see for over a dozen miles in all directions. The colourful landscape mosaic stretches to the horizon, forging a scene of true beauty that both inspires and exhilarates. Far below, thick bank of grey fog rolls over the dark surface of Winterwire Lake. At the edge of the lake, in a broad forest of hollow, you can make out the angular roof of Lake Shore Tavern. Hi! I'm just going to wave to some people there. Waving. Yep, I'm waving. I mean, if you see people from a long way away, you have to wave. As you warily make your way around the statue's broad head, Taking care not to place your feet too close to the edge, you peer, peer down at a worm that seems more peaceful than you have ever known it. But 
probably be a lot less peaceful when I come down to take a closer look. Suddenly, alerted by movement to your left, you whip your head in that direction, startled to find a tall man clad in a green leather tunic and a grey cape standing only a few feet away. A wide-brimmed leather hat covers his head, casting a deep shadow that largely obscures his slender face. Still climbing these things, he says, shaking his head. I hope that someone will be dissuaded you from it by now. Falling off one of them might do it. It's a rather grim thing to say. And I apologise for having said it. The stranger tosses you a small cloth pouch. Discover contains a tiny raven bone cube. Have I none of those now? Now I have three of them. There's a lot more I could get if I climbed some other statues, but they're one in cobwebs each, so... And there's no way to actually get rid of them. So I'm, so I'm not going to climb all the statues, because if I get all of them, I could, put a, I could carry a sword instead. This is the small raven bone cube given to you by the Hattie Stranger. You met after successfully scaling the towering statue of a legendary adventure. You're not yet certain of its purpose, though you're told that by collecting enough of these, something quite extraordinary would happen. But how many is enough? Who knows? Who knows? Presumably, all of them. Every statue that's going to be made. Hmm. There <laughs> is. He could be releasing statues for years, so it could be more than a dozen. Especially since you can get two or three statues from just buying one of the Titans of Tulsa packages. You immediately keep that safe. Not the pouch, mind you, the cube. If you manage to collect enough of these, something quite extraordinary will result from it. You immediately inquire about the something quite extraordinary. But the man shrugs in response. I don't know any more about it, he says. I suppose that would be because no one has yet collected enough of these little cubes. You're on your way with them, Tro. 64 XP to general. Alright, more XP. It all adds up. The stranger waves his hand, and a blowing blue blip, the form of, of a griffin silhouette, appears directly in front of your feet. I think you already know, but it will get you back down in the safest possible manner, he says. Can't always be around, mind you. So, well, that would be that. Take care of yourself. With no particular reason to linger here, you bid the stranger farewell and step onto the glyph. Now, I'm not going up there again, because not only is it incredibly dangerous and pointless, I also, I also, he also says me, he also... He's there, he's there, and he knows I'm doing something incredibly dangerous and pointless. A dazzling flash of blue light erupts from the glyph as you step onto it, causing you to instinctively close your eyes to protect them from the intensity of the glow. Only a split second later, when your eyes spring open, you discover that you're once again standing on the ground next to the base of the monument. Okay, let's just, let's just, I'm just going to get away from here really quickly before I have any more desire to climb anything else. Move away from the monument, throughout the clearing, make my way back to the tavern. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. 
All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Okay, that was a little distraction. But now for the main event. The actual tavern itself. Enter the tavern. As you draw up to the front door suddenly become aware of a figure lurking in the trees just to the wides of the tavern. The figure steps clearly into view and is revealed to be a middle-aged woman clad in what appears to be a silvery suit of thin scale armour. A raised triangular piece of metal which set set into a sparkling blue stone is affixed to the armour's breastplate. Well, that probably does something magic. The woman, her face lies with concerns, beckons for you to approach. With curiosity momentarily outweighing your natural cautious tendencies. What tendencies? I have barely any cautious tendencies at all, as you've just seen. I'm absolutely reckless. I mean, all you, all you have. I mean, if you, if you if if you could put up a sign saying that if if a drag could open his mouth up, put up a sign saying. There's gold down here. I'd probably just climb right in. That's how reckless I am. And I'd probably somehow still survive. Because, um, well, I'm the author's on my side. <laughs> so the, the author tends to not allow you to do... Not allow you to just die. <laughs> Unless you click the you will die option. Which has been pretty clearly labelled. Or, if you do, you don't get sent back very far. You're within a few, when you're within a few feet of the woman, she smiles. The expression seems awkward and, for, and forms a triangle sign with her hands. She then places her white index and middle fingers on the sparkling blue stone set into her breastplate and speaks in a hushed, hushed tone. You can help me, she says. Agitation evident in her voice. Is this Kalfusi? Are you a Quiltrock? The odd question catches you off guard. You never heard of either of the names she just mentioned. When you respond negative to both inquired Grachis, she sits, she again forms a triangle with a hand and knots. Then this must be the place known as Swift, she says, placing two fingers back on her blue stone. Feared this would happen. I'm in the wrong place. Here too early, or perhaps too late. I can no longer be certain. What? Is he a time traveller? Dimensional hopper? Space traveller? Probably not space traveller, because you tend not to have space travel in fantasy. You can have dimension hopping and time travel all up the wazoo, but space. For some reason, space is just has been claimed by sci-fi. If you're in space, it's probably sci-fi. It's just the rules. Keeping her fingers pressed against the blue stone, she begins sprinting rapidly. She nearly runs out of breath, telling you a wild tale about travel out of time through a strange, bewildering dimension, which you discern to be the Nevenus and a desperate quest to deliver something of great importance to someone in a world known as Kalthrosi. My travels have again been thwarted, she says, a bitter edge to her voice. The timeless one sees all, even if not with his own eyes. He bends with that he cannot break, and rides back that which he cannot outright change. He is forever... 
is forever, for time serves him not. I should know better to think I had him fooled. Now, who is he? Ah. Ah, it's Zathork. Oh, hey, good, good on you, GM. You using using this using this this little story to just advance the story you had to tell to advance the story you wanted to tell. Clever, clever, very clever. Oh, that big old time crab, time crab, time crab. You can't escape the time crab because he can travel through time. And if he doesn't find you, he'll just go back to where he knew where you were and get you. Then you can't escape the time crap unless you have time powers yourself or something like that. Maybe if you hijacked an elder throne. But that's a very, very, very bad idea. For a brief moment... Her fingers slip off the stone, and her wards immediately twist into an unintelligible garble of sounds. She quickly replaces them, and her speech again becomes clear to you. His countenance seems slightly skewed. Ah! The stone seems to be some sort of universal translator. Convenient. I probably want one of those. Because when I go to... When I go to Zathom... To Zathomor... I'm probably going to encounter creatures that speak other languages. Because we can't expect everyone in every universe to know English. Yes, even as an English person, I know that's a bit of a he heavy demand to say. And we demand that a lot. Yeah, we can go. We can just go to another country on the other side of the world and say, Hey, speak English! But we didn't subjugate half the globe so we could learn your stupid language. Or something like that. I'm running out of time, she says. Please, I must go. You need to forget what you that you've seen me. I'm sorry for any talk. Please, turn away. I need to go. You must not watch. Yeah, I guess so. Makes sense. The less witnesses there are, the harder she is to find. You put forth a slew of questions to the woman, resolving to know more about all she has revealed, but she removes her fingers from the blue stone and turns away. Suddenly, she turns back and reaches out, grasping your left hand. She gently turns your hand over and pressed and pressed into your palm. It presses in pressed into your palm a thin square of silver. Oh we have an engraved silver square. Let's have a closer look at this view. You have no idea. Wait. You have no idea how this thin square of engraved silver came to be in your possession. Do you have a strong desire to keep and protect it? Ah, time travel. Numerous intricate engravings cover the surface of the silver square, and a curious sequence of dots adorns its edges. Keep this with you, she says, pressing her fingers into a blue stone set into armour. I've just learned that you ought to have you ought to have it. It is at present quite meaningless, but it will all at once be everything. We will meet again. Who neither of us will remember this meeting? The peace I have given you will unfailingly serve to remind us. You may now observe my departure. It did no longer matters. Choose her fingers from the stone, take several steps back. So, standing several yards away, the woman forms a triangle with her hands beneath her chin and closes her eyes. Almost instantly, a blinding column of silver light erupts from the ground at her feet and streaks into the sky, its dazzling glow completely obscuring her form. A split second later, when the light abruptly vanishes, there is no longer any sign of... A sudden jolt brings your thought back into focus. You can't seem to figure out why you're standing amidst the trees on the side of the tavern. Hmm. Maybe I saw a cool bug. Yeah, I must have saw a cool bug. Something tells you that it was not white. And will never again be so. Nothing, there's nothing you seem capable of bringing to mind. Bewildered, 
and somewhat alarmed by the suspected lapse in your memory, you turn and slowly make your way back to the tavern's front door, pausing before the door, before the tall, reinforced maple slab. You glance back in the direction from which you've just come for several long moments before pushing open the door and stepping inside. The scent of freshly blued paler, the, sur the soothing murmur of mingled conversations, and the crisp crackle of a well-tended fire permeates the main hall of the Lakeshore Tavern. The hall, a cavernous chamber of soaring beams and intricate stonework, is dominated at one end by a large fireplace flanked by long wooden benches. Numerous tall, small tables are scattered throughout the place, each surrounded by plush, inviting armchairs. Ooh, very nice, very nice. And there's an observation link for soaring beams. Let's just have a look at this. The letters VWK are etched into the lower right corner of the plaque. Wait, does that... Does that mean Sylvania is VWK? The the other the writer of some adventures? Or does it mean this this part was done by VWK? Or is this just a red herring? Who knows? Who knows? We have theories. But no real A large painting hangs above the fireplace. At the far end of the hall, a towering window looks out over a lush garden of flowers and the sprawling, frigid deep of Winter Eye Lake. The tavern keeper, an affable woman named Elorna, oversees the lake shore in, abs in the absence of Sylvania, the establishment's celebrated owner. Quite a, f quite a few options here. I can move over to the fireplace, or order food and drink. Seek out the tavern keeper, investigate a door that stands ajar, or engage in the game of flick tap, whatever that is. Well, when I have a whole list of things to do, start at the top, move over to the fireplace. The fireplace, situated at the far end of the hall, opposite the window that overlooks the lake, is an imposing piece of stonework round which are scattered several chairs tables and chairs, centred above the ornate, ma ornate mahogany mantle is a large painting that depicts Winter Wide Lake and the sprawling forest that one up to shimmering edges. Oh, observation link for painting. The painting is an exceptional work of art that perfectly captures the colours and contours of the lake and the rugged beauty of the surrounding wilds. A small esh is etched into the lower right corner of the picture, providing, providing a clue to the artist responsible for the masterpiece. So, Sylvania? Although you've yet to have it confirmed, you've heard a rumour suggesting the tavern's owner, the famed adventurer Sylvania, is the creator of the painting. You know, with no, you know small degree of curiosity, a long, dark shadow. Strokes beneath the surface of the lake, the white side of the piece. Ooh, is that a clue? Yeah. The blaze within the fireplace dances wildly, its bed of glowing coals radiating a gentle, permeating warmth. Alright, relax near the fire. Occupying a table near the fireplace, you settle back, taking the sights and sounds of Crowded tavern hall. Wow, relaxing. Picking a number between one one hundred. Well, I'm gonna have to make notes somewhere of what happens with what numbers. But pick now. One. You overhear. Overhear a group of of people seated nearby, lamenting the da danger that plagues the many woes passing through the remote regions of the kingdom. Alright, continue relaxing. Suddenly, you glance down and spot something lying on the floor at the foot of the table. Close examination reveals the something to be a stack of three adventurer tokens, which you probably acquire. How the 
valuable. Collins he got there was certainly puzzling. You're sure it wasn't there just a moment ago? Because I would notice. Adventurers always notice adventure tokens. It's like a 12th sense we have. We've we got the other 11 senses for things like pure perception. Yeah, just the five senses thing doesn't is just doesn't really make sense. You have a lot of senses like heat sense, hunger. I mean that's that's certainly not anything else. You could feel when you're hungry, but that's not a traditional sense. One of the five senses, for example, and other ones, other ones. You immediately gaze about your surroundings, but notice no, nothing you would deem deem suspicious. More relaxing. Seated in a chair near the fireplace, you settle in and take in the sights and sounds of a crowd, crowded tavern hall while relaxing. Picking a number, one to a hundred, pick now. 82. You overhear multiple conversations and note several interesting interactions through the overall importance of the obstacle importance of the observation seems dubious. Continue relaxing. Alright, picking a number again. Fifteen. A glowing cinder is ejected from the fire with a loud pop and lands on the floor. A man seated nearby quickly kicks the red hot clinker back into the fireplace. Alright, so is there a different one for each ten? Alright, continue relaxing. Suddenly, you glaze down, down a spot. Glaze down and spot something lying on the floor close to your chair. Close examination reveals the something to be a stack of three adventure tokens you promptly acquire. How the valuable currency got there is certainly puzzling. You certainly wasn't there just a moment ago. You immediately glaze about, about uh, so you glaze around at your surroundings, but nothing's nothing deemed suspicious. Wait a minute, that's, that's two sets of adventure tokens? Is, is this a bug? I'm just going to keep checking. If I, if I get loads and loads of adventure token drops, I'm going to assume there's some sort of bug. I think, I think more than, say, 12. I'll start thinking there's a bug. Alright, more relaxing. 86. Oh, multiple conversations... Several interesting interactions. Okay, yep, that's the same. More relaxing. Eleven. A man strolling past slips a bulging corn pur purse into the inside pocket of his cloth vest. Continue relaxing. Suddenly, you suddenly glance down and spot something lying on the floor at the foot of your chair. A closer examination reveals the something to be a stack. Stack of free adventure tokens, which you promptly acquire. How the valuable got there, currency got there is certainly puzzling. Sure it wasn't there just a moment ago. You immediately glaze about your surroundings and notice nothing deemed to be suspicious. Okay, continue relaxing. This is some very profitable relaxing. What? Check 66. You just happen to overhear a bit of comical talk involving a blacksmith, a bridge, and a stick. As the exchange shifts to less interesting matters, you turn your attention elsewhere. Continue relaxing. Same check again. 79. You just happen to ho overhear a pleasant exchange focused on a warlock, a hoe, and a boulder. As the exchange shifts to more mundane, mundane top, Mundane topics, you turn your attention elsewhere. Continue relaxing. More relaxing. 72. You overhear multiple conversations and note several interesting interactions. No, that, you've had that before. More relaxing. A young woman passing by suddenly stops, winks at you, continues on her way. Continue reacting. Suddenly, you suddenly glance down and spot something lying on the floor at the foot of your chair. A close examination reveals something to be a stack of three adventurer tokens, which you promptly acquire. Okay, that's that's twelve adventurer tokens, and all I've done is sit in a chair. That's not very adventurous. 
Maybe it's a deposit for future adventure. How the valuable currency got there is certainly puzzling. You're sure it wasn't there just a moment ago. You immediately glaze around your surroundings and notice nothing you would deem suspicious. Continue relaxing. That is check 37. You just happen to overhear an unsettling debate regarding, regarding a secret and a pig. Oh, I think that these seem to be randomly generated. So I guess you, you can just fill in. What is the secret? What is the pig? Did someone feed someone to a pig? Is the pig actually someone in disguise magically? Hmm. Are the they just kind of it's, it's just the secret? Oh yeah, because under the pit there's a pig in the barn, in the small off and anyway, under the pig you move the pig out of the way. Then there's a secret basement and there's like three skeletons in there that I accidentally brought to life that one time. Yeah, I just keep them there. Right, the pig, I have to keep the pig in there because the pig's heavy enough to weigh down the hat. Chickens won't do, and cows move around too much. He has to be a pig. Only a pig can be trusted to lay down this hatch. I think the pig knows it's important that it sits, keeps lying down on top of this hatch to keep the skeletons in. Because that's why it keeps doing it. And I make sure to feed it the finest slops. As the exchange shifts to more mundane themes, you turn your attention elsewhere. Alright, more relaxing. 64. You just happen to overhear quite a bit of talk centred upon a griffin, a knight, an ogre, and a toad! Well, that seems like an exciting story that I'm, we're just going to have to make up more context for. As the exchange shifts to less interesting subjects, you turn your attention elsewhere. More relaxing. Alright, 15. A glowing cinder is ejected from the fire with a loud pop lands on the floor. Woman seated in the by quick, quickly kicks the red hot clinker back into the fireplace. Continue relaxing. More relaxing. 96. Happy to overhear an engrossing conversation. Focused on a church, an inn, a potion, and a cop and a cooper. As the exchange shifts to more mundane subjects, you turn your attention elsewhere. More relaxing. Alright, spiritual conversation, troll, crown, lamb, knight. Ooh, that's a lamb and a knight. Yes, yes. Yeah, yes, what? Is that an escort quest? Quest where, where the lamb, where the knight has to protect the lamb as, it, as he goes into a deep, dark cave to retrieve the crown, which will... Which will turn the lamb back in back into the king of some obscure obscure country far far over the nebulous. Something like that, maybe? Who knows? Who knows? Because these are procedurally generated. They they don't each have their own story linked to them. Right, continue relaxing, okay, I'm just Alright, just a few, I'm going to, it's 11.24 now, I'm just going to keep relaxing into 11.30. And after that, I'm going to assume it's capped out. More, yep, that, that's multiple conversations. Dubious. More relaxing. You over, happen to overhear a bit, dark bit of talk. Regarding an enchantress, a bandit, and a plague. <gasps> oh no. As the exchange shifts to more mundane matters, you turn your attention elsewhere. Right, more relaxing. You overhear an unpleasant story regarding a kettle and a debt. As the exchange shifts to more in less interesting thieves, you turn your attention elsewhere. Yeah, so, maybe a debtor was attacking, but you put a boiling kettle over the head and... To burn the data, but the thing is, that their their long lost son visited at the same time and opened the door and got bored by the castle at the same time. 
Something like that, perhaps? Continue relaxing. Alright. You're just happy to overhear a captivating com conversation concerning a ritual, a glove, a rock, and a squire. As your attention shifts to more mundane topics, you turn your attention elsewhere. Alright, more relaxing. Lively conversation involving a rock, a haunting, and an artifact. Oh, I think I've done that. That was that's what happened in Red Rock. There was a rock. There was a haunting. There was definitely some artifacts. As the exchange shifts to less interesting matters, you turn your attention elsewhere. Seated near the fireplace, you settle in and observe the sights. A woman strolling past slips a bulging coin purse into the inside pocket of her cloth vest. Okay. Alright, this is a dark exchange regarding a tackerback, a woodcutter, a cat, and a warlock of all things. Alright, keep relaxing. Sinister conversation involving a curse, a ritual, and a rabbit. Alright, probably. Yes, the curse that whoever doth look about upon the rabbit with with aqueous, with acquisitive eyes, shall surely be struck dead by Snoo Snow, or something like that. Alright, more relaxing. Angry exchange involving an egg, a wing, and a glove. Alright. I think I think this is starting to cap out. Well, well, I was gonna I was gonna run out of eighties eventually. Over here, a fascinating yarn concerning an arrow and a crow. Hmm, what could it be? What could it be? Did some Did someone put a single crow? Did someone find a magical talking crow that gave it a single crow feather to put an arrow, which now never misses? Maybe. Who knows? Who knows? As I say, procedurally generated. They don't have their own stories. Have to make them up. And you probably should. Just just a fun thing to do. Whenever you see one of those turn up, try to think of a story that links them. Maybe you could have a comp maybe that maybe you could put one of those in your fan art fan work contest. Or maybe just put five in and just briefly summarise them to say. Yeah, here's five things that turned up. Here's the stories I think they could be about. Yeah, could be, could be. Uh, nothing more chatter. A man seated nearby is in conversation with, that, with several others about a recent slew of murders in Migsville. Continue relaxing. All right. That over here. Focus debate. Hush debate focus on a vine, a blacksmith, and a toad. As the exchange shifts to less interesting topics, you turn your attention elsewhere. Yeah, I'm pretty sure this is this is I think sure I've done all the relaxing relaxing I can. Ooh, ten, this is new. A hail of curses erupt from from over near the flick tap slab. The profaned outburst is quickly followed by a loud apology. Okay. There's a link here to Flick Tap Slap. What is that? We shall soon see. Oh, wait, anyway, we're not seeing. All right, I'm going to have to... Is it on the list here? Uh, no. Okay, I'm going to have to tell... I'm going to have to tell the GM about that. You've got a lore book link which doesn't go anywhere. That just, that just doesn't do. Okay, that is enough relaxing. I have relaxed my butt off. I have, I have, I have like a permanent groove in my bum from all the relaxing that I've just been doing. Yes, now, now to, oh, I have to take a break from relaxing by doing stuff. Okay, but there's still more to do by the fireplace. Closely examine the painting. You draw up, draw a trail up, chair, chair up to the edge of the fireplace and climb up onto it and get a close up 
up view of the large painting. I hope it's, I hope it's not one of those... I hope it's a very easy to clean chair. No, nothing with, say, a fabric-y chuck top, like, bounty. The sort of thing that's really hard to get out. It's either hard wood, you can just wipe off. Maybe leather. Leather cleans pretty easily. But other things, other things would be a nightmare machine to clean. And as an adventurer, I am definitely going to have muddy, muddy, muddy boots. And okay, probably most of the mud would have come off by now. But still, there's going to be some mud left. So I'm like, oh, your boots always have mud on them. They just don't, it just never all goes on. It gets a bit asymptotic, but it never all goes on. And, and of course, carpet and things like that are muck magnets. I just, just hope it's an easy to clean thing I'm standing on. The painting is an exceptional work of art that perfectly captures the colours and contours of the lake and the rugged beauty of the surrounding wilds. A small etched is et S is etched into the to the lower right corner of the picture, but that's perhaps providing a clue to the artist responsible for the masterpiece. Though you've yet to have it confirmed, you've heard a rumour suggesting the tavern's owner, the famed adventurer Sylvania, is the creator of the painting. Note, with no small degree of curiosity, a long, dark shadow stroked beneath the surface of the lake on the white side of the piece. While studying the painting, he noticed the massive work of flamed art is hanging slightly askew. So I could attempt to straighten the painting, or leave it be. Well, if there's a, there's a button to click, I'm going to click it. This might do something. Gripping the painting by the lower corners of its ma massive flame, you carefully, very carefully, adjust it until it's hanging perfectly straight. Suddenly, oops, suddenly's always fun. So, suddenly, a small wrap of paper slips out from behind the painting, floats down to land at your feet. You pick up the paper and note the cracked yellow piece. There's a curious sketch that appears to depict a crab's claw enclosed in a tri triangle. The word Zathamor is scrawled. Cross the ink symbol. Alright, yeah, we're definitely going to be going there soon. Well, game developer soon. Before you can turn the paper over to look it up inside, the brittle, a brittle snap crumbles to the brittle snap crumbles the dust in your hands. There's countless particles drifting down onto the floor. Has it been super aged by time grab? Probably. Still wondering at the paper and its possible significance. Prepare to climb down off the chair. Suddenly, without warning, the chair, chair upon which you perch, begins to wobble as its two spindly legs start to come loose. You struggle to keep your balance as the chair starts to buckle. Okay, I have three options. Use restoration, presumably to fix the chair, and hopefully clean it too, because I did put my muddy, muddy boots on it. Or shadow magic to do something. Presumably whatever the shadows feel like. Because shadows, shadows do whatever they want, really. And we don't, we don't command the shadows, we just suggest, we just make some polite suggestions to the shadows. Or I could just jump off the chair. Now, I'm going for restoration. I've made this chair dirty enough as it is. I should probably fix it too. Because if it breaks, it will be my fault. Restoration. Call upon its power of restoration. It succeeded. 8x speed to restoration. You hurriedly channel your power of restoration, focusing on the buckling chair. Within moments, the chair becomes stable. Instead, as your magic completely repairs it, Maybe cleaned it too, I hope he cleaned it. You, you step safely off onto the floor. Alright, now what happens if I examine the painting again? 
Drop a chair. There's, yeah, same, seen that before. Straighten the painting very carefully. Suddenly, Zarfamore, find off the chair. Recalling a previous incident with the chair, not, not this one. You slowly, carefully step back onto the floor. Okay, so it's, it's, you get, you see all the same things, but the, you get a better chair. All right, we've, we've, well, we've passed an hour mark now. So I'm guessing, well, we, we're only about a tiny bit of the way through the stuff to do in this tavern. So step away from the fireplace, leave the tavern. Let's let's just go somewhere where we can save. All right, uh, I don't know, Grodok maybe. All right, well, I've saved. So that's it for today, and for the next adventure, we'll be seeing all the west of the things things this tavern has to offer. And from from seeing what we've got so far, it's probably going to be quite a lot. And until then, farewell, fellow adventurers. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.